Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome to World Heart 20 Podcast. I am Brian Bangan, your DM. But before we begin, I would like to do a roundtable introductory with all of our fellow players here, starting at my left. Tell me who you are and what you're playing. I am Junior. I'm playing a barbarian, half-orc barbarian, and... I forgot the, <laughs> the question. <laughs> oh, I did say my name. I'm Rafu. 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 Very good. Rafu. Uh, okay. I'm Michael Hall. I am playing a wood elf rogue named Rally. Uh, I'm Kush, and I am playing Elden Galemane, the Azamar Paladin. I am Jessica, and I'm playing Ruby Overhill, a halfling warlock. I am Eric, playing Vratislav Novacek, the human ranger. Can you repeat your name? Vratislav. Am I the only one without an R name? Yes. Yeah. Should I change my name to Relvin? (laughs) (laughs) Mine starts with a V. It's a soft V. Vratislav. Oh, okay. Never mind. I take it back. I can say Elden. It's fine. (laughs) V-R. I did spell it out phonetically for Brian. Do you go by anything for short? Bratwurst. You just call me Slav. 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 I don't know if I feel comfortable calling you anything so close to slave. I mean, that's <laughs> no, what... No, It was derived from Slav. Yeah. I mean, I, I would prefer to call I'm you... I'm trying to represent my Slav. Czech people, man. <laughs> you got something wrong with the Czechs? No, no, no. Kush, what's your character's name again? Elden. Elden. And once again, I am Brian, your DM. Are we ready to begin? Yeah. The scene opens. It's nighttime and the camera moves through the freshly soaked cobble streets as it makes its way towards a regal manor atop a knoll. Although it's well past midnight, every window is illuminated from within. A lone figure, silhouettes, occupies the window of an upper corner room. As the camera moves through the foyer, we can see that there is no one there. The downstairs is empty. Slowly, it moves up the stairs to the second floor hallway. At the end of the hallway, a congregation of the house staff has formed in front of one of the doors. Maids wring their hands in worry, and stern determination haunts the faces of the men in service to the household. A woman can be heard mumbling through her sobs, Not the little master, please, Pelor. Spare the young master. We move through the door and see a man. He's broad in stature. He resembles Jonathan Hickman, who plays Higgins of Magnum P.I. He's standing in front of a window. His weathered features maintain a vigilance at the front of the house as though waiting for something or someone. His face is puffy with grief, but he continues to maintain his self-control. A sob can be heard from behind him, and for a brief moment he turns from the window towards the sobbing. We see a woman on her knees beside a bed. She looks like Caitlin Stark of Game of Thrones. Her face is just weathered and red and puffy from hours of unchecked tears. From her kneeling position, we pan upwards past her disheveled appearance, moving past her knuckles, which are white in their death grip as they cling to the blankets. We come to rest on the face of a young boy, no more than ten. His face is ashen white. Dark circles ring his closed eyes. His lips are blue, and the fever that has beset him has caused his hair to paste against his forehead. Please, my lord, she pleads, take me in his steed, not my son, my lord. The father looks away from his grieving wife and back towards the front of the house. Something has caught his eye. He clears his throat and states as best he can, Claybull has arrived. 
Moments later, the door to the room opens and an elderly man enters. Although well on in his years, he has perfect posture. He resembles Christopher Lee in his Count Dooku years. He is draped in a soft, dark robe that is lightly ornate with runes. Bainan's keen eye catches similar runes adorning the man's foot attire as well. I'm sorry for the delay, Master Bainan. My old bones took some coaxing. The old man moves towards the kneeling woman and gestures for her to leave the bed. From behind, Bainan speaks. Elia, please, you must give him some room. As the woman rises to her feet, she falters. Her hands find purchase by clinging onto Claybode's robe. But her grasp is released as her hands begin to burn. The runes about Claybode's robe glow softly as the old man assists her. She steps back and joins her husband. From beneath his robes, Claybone produces an edged weapon, longer than a dagger, yet smaller than a sword. He whispers upon the gleaming edge, pulling it away from his face just as the blade is enveloped in blue flames. Briefly illuminated by a magical fire, two appendages originating from a darkness yet undeclared can be seen holding the young boy's head firmly in their grasp. Ella can be heard drawing in a sharp breath. Even the boy's father lets out a racking sob. As the flame goes out, all three are helpless as they watch the entity pull something from the boy's body before disappearing along with the blue flame. This is beyond me, Master Bainan. I am afraid that in my sunset I am no match for what has taken your son as its prize. Please, Claybold, if it's money you want. Nay, Bainan, you do not understand. I am too old, but I am not without means. I have scried the future and I saw this moment. Beyond it, nay, but I have seen this. And preparations have been made. Individuals have been summoned. Let us hope it is not too late as they can overcome their differences. As warden of the seekers, have your acolytes be at the market square tomorrow. Those who assistance we will require will begin to assemble there. There is a storm coming, my friend. Thunder erupts in the distance as lightning streaks across the darkened sky and the words, Riders on the Storm, illuminate the screen. Welcome to episode one. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. So as we go through knowing all of our characters and whatnot, we see a wanderer who's making his way from one location to another. And you know... As a paladin, you've done your best to convince others you are who you say you are, Eldon. While plying your abilities mm -hmm. in the toe of Bixbly, you were approached by a soft old crone. A mute by nature, she looked not to you for healing, but rather to deliver something to you. A note which simply stated, Scandea has need of a protector such as you. Make haste, Eldon Gelmain. We know you are as good as your name. And you find yourself on the road to Scandea. Beristat Novacek. Did I pronounce that right? Vratislav. Vratislav Novacek. Of the songs of heroes sung to babes as they sleep, a demon is in our midst. Your services are required in Scandea. This you find etched upon the back of a shield of one of the monsters you have slain not too long ago. You are haunted but yet you feel free at knowing that you have defeated yet another one so easily. Where is the challenge in this world? Perhaps 
can scan data. Miss Overhill, you wake up one fine morning after a nice long nap under a tree and you see a leaf next to you scrawled in blood that's unknown to you are these words. Miss Overhill of large stature and soul, please be courteous enough to make our acquaintance in Scandea. You have an obligation you must fulfill, a weight made very heavy by your parents. As for the half-orc, Rafu, my half-orc friend, several evenings ago, you woke up in the middle of the night, just as you always do. The nightmares of screams of your fellow soldiers dying all around you still fresh in your mind. As you broke camp to leave, a weathered piece of parchment lay on the ground, and it simply said, find solace for your soul, find Scandea. But was it a name, a place, a god? After weeks of searching, clarity finally came on a sign that simply stated, Scandea, 15 miles east. And you find yourselves all wandering towards this one place as I break this out. <laughs> so go ahead and place Ready. your minis anywhere except for right here. Where's the bar at? <laughs> so I'm trying to just put them on the... This is very hopeful. You want an open bar? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely so. Are we coming in from different angles? Or yeah, all from different angles. Okay. Uh, so at an entrance, or can we be... You can be anywhere, but I'm make it on shopping. the peripheral of it. Um, okay. Stay away from this area and from that alley right there. Okay. Okay. Actually, go, go ahead and come in through that alley. I'll use that one off the other side okay. right there. Yeah, I'll come in through here. Okay. It's late afternoon, and the festivities are already underway in the market square. Rain from the previous night has passed. The thick humidity in the air is the only reminder of the torrential downpour. The crowds have gathered. Today is a special day. Signs have been posted all over the market square, and murmurs throughout the crowds are heavy with excitement, as people can be heard. Today, there's going to be a hanging. There's going to be a beheading. And people are just enjoy with this you see that for a town it's almost as though the old um roman empire with the bread and circuses that they just they don't have enough to, going on in their lives you see uh this one man he seems to be of regal stature he makes his way through the crowds and he makes his way towards what appears to be a set of gallows it's got four nooses and they're trying to build a, a makeshift beheading post off to the side and as the crowd begins to gather closer to the gallows, he kind of murmurs them down a little bit, and he says, These five prisoners have been found guilty of the following charges. Disruption of the peace, inciting a riot, heresy, spreading mal innuendo, creating dissension in our parliament, and worst of all, treason. The crowd just goes wild as the prospect of the coming punishment. Bring out the prisoners. Bring these guys out a little bit. You see that the main guy's already over here, just getting ready to get his shit going. And you see guards bringing these people in right here. It's definitely not us. You see. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of worried like about that, that, that for a that's moment. Cute. <laughs> that's a very altruistic way of viewing things. Oh, well, for now, it's. Uh, so you see these four guards. They're leading this group. 
And at the head of this chained up group, you see a six foot nine tall half orc barbarian. His backside has just been flayed raw and it's obvious one of his arms has been broken. Behind him is a half-elf female whose eyes dart in every direction in fear, but she seems to be humming a soft melody as though trying to lift her companion's spirits, but it's falling flat. Behind her, you see this fierce dragonborn whose head is just hanging low. His scales are ashen white, given the appearance of being in the process of molting, but that's certainly not the case here. Behind the dragonborn, you see an elf. By his demeanor, he appears to be a high elf. One can vaguely make out a black glove adorning one of his hands. As for the other, it's been severed off and cauterized with little, little care. And as for the final prisoner, it appears to be another half-elf. Dead leaves mat his blood-soaked head as he walks with a noticeable limp, leaving a trail of blood in his wake. You see this old man standing next to um, next to you. And he's just all giggled. He's like, yeah, this is going to be good. These five fools around here saying they just appeared on that sand dude right over there. He points at these sand dunes that are amongst these pyramids off in the distance. They claim they came from a town that was here 500 years ago. These idiots are just demonically possessed. Can't wait to get these guys on that gallow. And they slowly start marching, these five. I, I slowly back away from this crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a new campaign unless we were watching our characters die. <laughs> our old characters die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see that happening at first until, no. uh, until the two half-elves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as soon as you said my bard, I knew. Oh, yeah. No. So. Black glove. I was actually confused when we started with half-orc barbarian because I was like, wait, are you in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Is, is mission number one is, preventing uh, you from making a new character on session one? Raphael's already gotten caught. <laughs> so at that point, I was confused. And then, and then the dragonborn came up and I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So they're slowly marching this procession of prisoners closer to the gallows and there you see the crowd go from throwing like rotted fruit to actually starting to throw harder pieces of article like rocks shoes pieces of wood anything to to already add injury to insult at this point i try to make my way up to like a guard looking person okay good make make your moves where you're gonna go i'm gonna move your your full movement and do that. Um, um, do I see any? Uh, and be mindful that the whole cr- the whole court the whole market square is full of people. People. Mm-hmm. Do I see any um, postings like a billboard, poster board, kind of like a town hall where people put their you know, Mo- tutoring the, stuff, most, most stuff, lost dog, that kind of most thing. Most of the stuff that you're seeing that's that's on the posts that like hold up the tents and and the pagodas and stuff like that are are mostly just, yeah, the hangs, this specific date at this specific time, you know, half off on food, you know. <laughs> They're doing bets to see who, who gets the beheading because there's only four nooses, you know, and, you know, which one may escape, and they're, they're kind of running that kind of, you know, gambling gamut going on there. Where's the gambling gamut? Yeah, I want to know where this is. Well, let's find out here. Oh, I forgot my stupid correction die. Okay, we'll start with... 
north being one. So it's uh, we'll do this one right here, that tent right there. All right, I know where I'm going. <laughs> um, is there a statue in the middle of the town? It looks to be like a, a a weathered stone statue of a dragon that has like almost like a fountain statue though, where where water's flowing from it and pulling around its feet and going back into the ground and somehow. You got some poor slave halfling back there just pumping it. You know, okay. They don't have electricity <laughs> back there. He's just pumping to keep this dragon pumping. Oh you know, my god, that's so sad. You can excavate yeah. enough space for a larger, um, larger creature. I, no, I, no, I was... he's, he's in there. He's you know, They've hollowed out the belly of the dragon. He's just working this bellow, you know. Um, can, we maybe see, some... can we see the halfling do this? Is this well, like okay, so part of the spectacle? You just know because some of the people me. are watching him pull this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I... I've, uh, being a halfling, um, oh, no. you know, only about three and a half, I, I would like to climb the statue. I, I've read about these things, and unfortunately, I can't see around the people. And I, I'm very curious to see what happens, and I'm not okay with it, and I don't know if I can actually watch the beheading, but and from the, my the reads. sees you and, and tells you, you know, back away from the prisoners, dog. And I, I need for... <laughs> Little rack <laughs> going on there. I need for everyone to make a perception roll, too. Oh, boy. I'm not actually good at this. I lied. I mean, I am. My roll isn't. Go ahead. Rafu. Ra- Rafu. Rafu. <laughs> I, I actually had Rafus written down <laughs> until I, you said Rafu, and I was I like, oh, wait. Mushu. Okay. Five. I don't know, I guess. Okay. You are as oblivious as you look. Uh, Rally got a 19. 19. I also got a 19. 19. uh, 19, sorry. 19, 319s. Get those out now, please. (laughs) Eight. Eight. Okay. You're more concerned with getting out of this guard's way. You're more concerned with watching him get out of this guard's way. And the other three notice that there are are several, like, hooded people that are kind of close by each of you guys, but they're not, um, they don't appear to be malicious. Is it one, two, three, four? Is that somebody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Helping out with the pump. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see. But you three do notice those, those three guys, and they, they are much closer to you than you would think they should be. Mm. Um. I mean, they're not interested in watching... The prisoners move. They're interested in watching you watch the prisoners move. I'm going to try to move around in the crowd and duck behind a, uh, a cart or a shop to try to lose them. Okay, go ahead and make your move through. Move around. Should I roll stealth? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll stealth. The 26. 26. You see him pass by where you were, and he, you see him like swivel his head from left to right, and he's, he's trying to find you. And he still doesn't know where you are. But he is concerned about where you are. I but he hasn't reached for a blade or anything. I, I just keep an eye on him. Okay. Um, while I'm moving towards the, let's call it a gambling shack, <laughs> I notice this guy off to my right, and I actually want to move towards him. Does he react at all to that? He kind of like sees you moving towards him. Uh-huh. And kind of like, you know... Oh, look at the linen. <laughs> this will look great on me. And you notice it's like a woman's dress. You know, he's just yeah. feebly grabbing at the first thing that comes. Yeah. I want to put attention. my hand on his shoulder 
And then I want to say, would you like to partake in a game of chance? Uh, I... And then uh, I start dragging him with me towards the gambling he, table. He, he's, he, you see him kind of like look over his shoulder and he kind of give this, you know, like he's <laughs> to somebody, something, you know, like why him, why me? You know, he's just... Yeah. And then... But he does follow. Okay, sweet. More so by your grasp. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> by right. force. Yeah. I keep wanting to say, Kimmy. <laughs> and I can't do this. This is why uh, Ruby. Ruby. Um, I, I noticed this guy behind me. And being as usually when somebody follows me, I confront them since I've never really stuck foot outside of my hobbit hole, um, as you would say. So I would like to turn around and confront him. And so, Sir, why, why are you following me? He says, I do believe that you were summoned to Scandea, were you not? Yes. What, did you know something about this? You were summoned by my master, ma'am. Your master? Who, who is, who's that? That would be Warden Bainan of the Seekers Foundation. The Seekers Foundation? What, what's going on? That is not for me to say, ma'am. Well, I am just to ensure your safety and bring you safely back to the foundations. Okay. Um, all right. Don't people Can I go with him? Like sign he says, your name on He it? says, <laughs> however, it's like at the airport. you were not the only one summoned, and we must wait for the others. Okay. You were my specific assignment, and I'm glad... I have met you. How would we know who we're looking for? I was only told to look for you. The other four are the responsibility of the other four acolytes. Okay. Do I have to sit and watch this beheading? No, no. We, of course not. We could move off to the uh, side over there. When my brethren gather the other four, we will proceed onwards. So he escorts you to that far alley over that way. Got it. Mm. You go with him? Yes. Okay. This gentleman goes up to you, Slavic. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> Novacek. Like I said, I I'm made, gonna call you I made it based on the Witcher, so. Novacek to check to check to check. Yeah, Novacek's easier. Novacek. You see this gentleman who appears to be a little broader, shirt kind of more open. Looks like a like a New York Italian coming up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing okay. This is racist. My name is Dino. (laughs) Yeah, look, uh, I don't want to make this complicated, but I was told to come and get you, and uh, would you mind coming with me? (laughs) Let's just just do this. Uh, It all depends. Uh, What is this regarding? Were you not some of the Scandia? Mayhaps. You you have been. Let's just cut 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 the cheese. Well, then you can do the my, same. My, Let's talk turkey here. Absolutely. What's the deal? Are we making my a master, sandwich? My master. <laughs> my master. <laughs> they are Italians. <laughs> Warden Bainan. He's Italian. My master, Warden Bainan, he has summoned you and four other individuals. He requires certain expertise that he believes that you four, you five possess. Uh, wait, he starts counting his fingers again. <laughs> yeah, five that you five possess. And I was instructed to come down and, and get one of the most macho man that I've ever seen, and that's you. So you must be Novacek. We would be honored if you would follow me back to our foundation's domicile. It all depends. What what needs do you have of me? I know I was summoned here 
I normally carry a hefty price for the deeds I do. As, and as, as I do that, I'll yeah, I want to look around through the crowd and see if I see anyone dressed similar to him. Okay, go ahead and make a perception check. I do not. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is just just too thick. I mean, everybody's just Steven standing air. on my tippy toes. I can barely tell different heads apart. You're a ranger, right? This this isn't what you're used to looking for. So you're yeah, we're totally not in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it would be my honor to escort you back to the domicile, sir. Do I have a choice in this? You do have a choice. Would one choice be better than the other? It's possible. All I could say is a very important person's life hangs on the line here. And if it were me and somebody told me who this person was, which is not my place to say so, I would make haste. We're talking about an innocent. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the songs that have been sung about you through the countryside are true. Because if that history is true, we have nothing left to talk about. You, we just leave. We just go. I'll follow you as long as you walk ahead. Absolutely. Let's go. So he walks you over to this other individual that's dressed similar to him. And you see this other person seems to be standing next to a halfling. Hi. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Rafu. Rafu, completely oblivious that there's a guy standing next to him. You notice that he is not right next to you either. He is, well, you don't notice this, but he notices to stay a little further away from you than would normally be comfortable, well beyond arm's reach. Rally. I'm watching him uh, kind of look around for me, and then I try to sneak up behind him and slowly pull out a dagger and put it up to, against his back and just say to him, why are you following me? Whoa, 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 easy, easy, easy. I, I was just sent to get you. I was, you, I, I, look, I'm unarmed, I'm unarmed. I have no weapons. I was just, part of my orders from my master was to come and get you. Your name, your name is Ronya Beren, right? Yes, Right. how do you know this? I was just told, I was giving you a description, your name, and I was just told to come and get you. Who sent you? My master, he is warden of the of the Seekers Foundation. He just I was I was told by him and and Master Claybold that you would be here at the Market Square today during the hanging and beheading, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just supposed to bring you back, and that that's all I know. I pull the dagger away and sheath it back. Fine, uh, let's let's get this over with. I have places to be. I, you mind if we hang out and watch this, though? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not. You're the boss. So he leads you off over to where the rest of the group is over there. The crowd's starting to get really just excited as they're getting closer. At one point, the individual in the back, whose leg is obviously bleeding profusely, falls <laughs> down to his knees, and they have to bring him back up. It's... 
Bloody it's, it's just bleeding all over the place. Hang <laughs> on, I forgot who's in front of him. Yeah, maybe they won't need to the, head one person. The elf, the high elf in front of him, kind of leans down with his one arm and, and grabs him with his gloved hand and, and brings him back up. And you see one of the guards strike him with the flat of the blade. Enough with you, bitch! Get back on your feet. Let's go. We ain't got all day. We've been waiting all day for this already. So he brings him closer and closer. I remember Lux being that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only got one hand to give, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going to give that hand. Yeah, and it's that hand. <laughs> yeah, at least I left it's the like, black one. Yep. <laughs> it's like the terrible, terrible, terrible hand. <laughs> terrible, okay. terrible hand. It's an MJ glove. Her <laughs> <laughs> hand's a bitch. <laughs> so you're still going to that direction. Yes. Towards the gambling tent. Yep. Right? Okay. I haven't seen a reason to uh, change direction yet. Okay. You notice that this guy that's you've got by the cuff yeah, and yeah. you're walking, he's like looking and he, he, he notices people pass him by. You go ahead and make a perception check as well. Not good. Six. Okay, make another one. Fifteen. Fifteen and make one more. Oh, man. You did have three chances. I crit. Okay. I don't think it's chances. I think you three different events. two people... Look, that are dressed just like him walk past you, and they're they're walking in tandem with somebody else. Uh-huh. One is with a short, short person, and one is with. Um, uh, describe elf. your an elf, just an elf. A very nondescript elf. All right, oh, that's probably what they all look like to me anyway. And you notice <laughs> that that they're obviously wearing the same attire that this guy that you're bringing along. Uh huh. And he's like, look. Um, I, I really like to gamble, too, uh, on my off time, but I'm not off the clock right now. Uh, those are your friends, I assume? They're my, my yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're, my, they're my, yeah. All right. Then let's make this quick. One game. <laughs> okay. What are we gaming on here? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, Can we just do it between us? You know how long, long the line is at that gambling tent? I've been there yesterday. It's long. Sure. Don't tell anybody I was there, though, please. I... No, no, no. This yeah, is that's perfectly a demerit. fine. I don't need any more demerits. One more demerit, I'm out of the Seekers Foundation. I, I don't want to do that. All right. No, that sounds great. Uh, I got dice on me. Let's play some Dragon's Dice. Let's do this, please. Let's do this. All right. All right, what are we going to do? Uh, let's just anti up one gold each. He pulls out a gold. He says, okay, how, how do we play this? What are we going to do? All right. So I divvy out some dice. Uh, out of character, uh, I have loaded dice. Okay. <laughs> so do I get disadvantage or you have advantage? Uh, it could be both. You go ahead and decide which one you prefer. Depends okay. on your person's perception. Count high or low? Uh, high. High, okay, so advantage. You have advantage. Got it. Divvy out some dice and uh, I try to give them a quick rundown. Okay, we have three dice. We roll all of them. We get to pick two to re-roll. And then we can go one more time with one more reroll. Then you try to make as many pairs or triples as possible. Highest number wins. Okay. I got this, I think. I got this, I think. Okay, let's do this. Okay. What dice are we using? Um, well, we could just do a d20. We just want to see who wins. Or we, we could actually play. D6s or? No, let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Yeah, I say d6s. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not going to do this. With, we're going to actually play this game. Yeah. Okay. No, I always like playing. Yeah. So he okay. has loaded so dice. I have loaded dice. Twice? Yeah, he gets to roll twice right out of the gate. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got, I got, I got a five, a three, and a three. 
All right, oh. I rolled triple fives. Okay, nice. and he just, he rolls a pair of threes. He's all, I won, right? Ah, uh, hey. you're going to have to roll again. Oh, I got to roll again? Yeah, I got oh. three fives and I'm not moving. Oh. He, he rolls much slower this time. It, 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 me, it equals 10. I got a one and a four and a five, so that's 15 plus four. That's, <laughs> that's 19, right? 19 is pretty good. Pretty good. You might have to roll again, though. You, which one should I roll? Uh, what's your biggest fear? I got a five in here. Oh, roll that one. Are you, oh, I could get this. I could totally get this shit. I got a five again. A 19 again. Oh, no, you got yes. a five again. Oh, that's unfortunate. You lost. Why? Is it because it's Tuesday? It's yeah, Tuesday, it's huh? It's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that was a fun That's game. how I lost yesterday <laughs> on Monday. Or was it Wednesday? Hey, he, he reluctantly hands you the gold piece. He's like, right. come on, we got to get out of here. All right, let's go. All right, let's, let's go. go. And at, at one point, <clears throat> you make another perception check there, Rafu. Four. God. So, you don't really have to notice too much to know that now... <laughs> <laughs> Two guys are behind you. They they kind of reluctantly tap you on the shoulder. Hey, dumbass. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, great day for a hanging, huh? What a what a what? Great day for a hanging, huh? Hey, look. Um, I I think there might be something more fun than this. Uh, we were we were sent to to gather you up. <laughs> Are they propositioning you? The other guy kind of looks at him and kind of like slaps him. He's like, that's why they sent us both, dude. Just candy, my man. He's like, look, I'm sorry for my friend here, but you were summoned to Scandia for a specific reason, were you not? I was told to come to Scandia. That was by our organization, the Seekers Foundation. Um, Some kind of charity group? I already made my donations. I, I don't know what kind of donations somebody like you makes. We don't have those clinics in town. Um, but regardless, we require your specific skill set, and we were just told to come and get you. And they only sent two? Well, they sent five, but the other three bailed. <laughs> So we're all you get. I'm sorry. Look, can we just not turn this into a, a six-figure execution today or a seven-figure execution? We really just, we got something we need to do. Get those guys up here. We're going to do this right. So as you guys are discussing what's going to happen, there's only four gallows. Uh, this person right here will have to go to the beheading. <laughs> That's too bad. Oh, no. Poor bard. So, as the bard, actually, uh, I'm missing somebody here. Yeah, I, I, missed missed somebody. I took a guard. <laughs> Get off the stand. <laughs> Life is worth living. And Buster. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see the executioner come down the stairs, and one of the guards bends her over the block, not in a foul way. Uh, beheading is pretty beheading, foul. Yeah. And you see the executioner look at you, and he just kind of gives you a wink. Nine. And it's a poor attack. It doesn't cleave her head completely <laughs> oh, off. That's oh. awful. Oh. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the crowd a, is going wild. He's got a plus two, and he didn't make a ten. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. The blood is going crazy. And you see these people up on the gallows start to move 
forward, but they have no place to go. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> they slowly start putting their necks in the nooses you know, <clears throat> as you watch on. Poor suckers. The axe comes down again. And again, a poor strike. One of the guards finally says, Good Lord, enough of the brandy already. Let me get in there. So he brings up his sword. <laughs> but it's enough to finish off what has already begun. Can and you then play the crowd, my old character for a second? Yes, please. I was waiting for somebody to step in and say something or do something. Uh, being Lux, the rogue, formerly... Uh, with my one good hand, I want to make sure the noose is placed properly so that when they drop me, it's clean. <laughs> That's a man who takes fate in harmony. He pulls your lever first. Do we have anything? We don't have, our old characters don't have anything on their person, I assume. They have nothing. They have nothing. I have a tattooed black hand covered have in a black glove. Have a long rest since <laughs> the last encounter? You haven't rested in fucking days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't, you can't rest have, when you're being they tortured have, and they flayed. They have kept you beaten oh, I forgot day if, and night. I forgot if my druid had a, had a wild shape left. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to say no. By the amount of whatever time that's passed, I assume not. <laughs> whatever the druid would have tried to perform, most likely he had already performed it, and they are beyond the point of exhaustion at this point. They're just, they barely made it from one end of the courtyard to the other. <laughs> Who will be next? Yes, yes, yes. And the crowd goes, wow, do the dragonborn, do the dragonborn. And the dragonborn goes, nowhere. <laughs> As oh, Miriam no. goes, Tchoom. the crowd's going wild. What are you doing while this, all this is going on? I just sigh away, going, take me to wherever you need to go, just away from this. And they start leading you out, and everybody starts moving away. As you guys start exiting the market square, you just hear, you know, a, a lull, and then you hear, yeah! and it kind of dies down. About 15 seconds later, you hear another, yeah! and it dies down again. And, and just off being who you are, you know that they dropped the other two. Mm -hmm. So they lead you outside of the city proper, and... You guys start moving through some of the older portions of town and everything, moving up through the through the hills and whatnot, and you see a large structure. It's walled in, but you can still see the domed roofs of this building off in the distance. You see it's got a large double door. It doesn't just accommodate people, but it, it accommodates wagons and horses and, and other contraband that go in and out. And as your group starts moving closer to it, the doors just start to open. And, you know, you guys are greeted by other acolytes that are standing guard. You start to see that there are guards up on the parapets along the walls and stuff. And they lead you through. They lead you through the courtyard and you come towards the main structure. And you see these two large doors. Obviously, they're not enough to let horses in. It's an actual part of the building at this point. And it opens up and you see people studying on couches and, and whatnot. And you see a large sweeping staircase in the back. You see double doors on either side of the room. And they lead you to the double door on the left-hand side. And as you go through the double door on the left-hand side, there's a hallway that stretches out to the right, and it ends shortly to the left. And across the hall, there's another set of double doors. And before they send you there, they take you 
to the door directly in front of you, and there's like a little waiting room, and they instruct all of you, please wait for our master to summon you, and they let you go into the room, and they bow and say thank you, and they slowly close the door. It's not locked, and you guys are in this room right now. There's chairs. There's crafts of water. There's crafts of wine. Uh, there's meats and cheeses and breads. Uh, Is there a bathroom? <laughs> there is not one of those. That's where Kimmy was at. Oh, or not, not Ruby, Ruby. Oh, Ruby man. Was, I was worried I was going to do that. Ruby, Ruby had to go to the bathroom really bad. So while you guys are in this room, this is your opportunity to find out who each of you is and disclose whatever you want or just feel each other a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I can, This I isn't can immediately a Mexican stand-up, I don't think. I, I go and get some water, and, and I turn around to you guys, and I'm like, so what is this all about? I believe it's a job interview. I, I, interview? I, I thought we were just selected. I, I, I you guys were selected? Well, I was given an Blood. invitation to come here. Well, to the town, at least. I don't know what this is all about. Me too. You both were giving an invitation? Well, summoned here in some way? Yeah. Uh, it's not summoned here, just... In my journeys, came across a few people, met the right people. Eventually, an invitation came my way and told me, come to the town. I needed my help. I, I, it's kind of hard to explain, but like, yeah, I was, I was told, told to come here. Huh. I was just passing through, and they just hmm. more or less nabbed me. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Are they sure it's you? I mean, I have no idea why I'm here. Well, let's we'll, we'll start off with names. Oh, I, my name is uh, Riley. Uh, nice to meet you, Riley. I'm Ruby Overhill. And I stick out my hand as far as I can up to shake <laughs> your hand. I, sh- I shake it back. Okay. And then I turn around to... I turn around to... I'm kind of in the back corner. Sausage just like... over here. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Novacek. Hi, Mr. Novacek yourself. <laughs> I don't move from where I'm at, leaning against the wall, I guess. I'm awkwardly still have everything. my hand. There's a window extended. that faces outside, and you could see um, acolytes out there practicing martial arts and sword play and stuff like that. No, I'm pretty much standing there, just scoping the place. Kimmy's standing behind him with her hand still extended. Ruby. Ruby, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Out oh of character, what, what does like, everyone look like? Oh, well. Geralt of Rivera. Okay. Straight right. up. That's pretty quick. Yeah. I, I can get that. Um, I'm Ooh, pretty... Geralt of Rivera? Wait. No. <laughs> Geralt uh, of... Uh, the Witcher. The Witcher series. Oh, okay. All right. So, middle-aged... <laughs> middle-aged, whitish silver hair, yellow cat-like eyes. Okay, I was just Wait, are you, I'm a human. Trying to okay, get into okay. yeah. vaults, you know. Left no, I'm a human. You know, six something, pretty, stocky build. Got it. Medium armor. Um, Ruby is a generic overall. F- uh, over an overall. F- <laughs> <half-life>. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your name. <laughs> um, eventually, I'll get my name right. And pretty, pretty generic brown hair, about three. And a half feet, but she says she's about three and three quarters. And yeah, pretty generic. Uh, so Eldon is an Asimar and or Asimar? Asimar, something like that. Asimar. Yeah. 
And so he looks basically human, uh, but he does have one trait that sort of betrays the fact that he isn't human. Uh, and between the choices of an actual halo and purple skin, I decided that uh, he has feathers mixed in with his black hair. So he looks, he looks, his head, he looks normal except for like his head of hair looks a little bit odd. Um, Got the Farrah Fawcett blowout going. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, because he has uh, hair that's he has hair that's a little bit longer, so that it, like at least hides the fact that there are feathers in it at least a little. Is it always flowing in the wind? No, no, but it is feathered. No, but I mean, <laughs> on a journey, maybe it, it is most of the time. <laughs> Only on horseback. <laughs> Only on horseback. Rally is a wood elf uh, with like a dull bronze skin and dark, almost like a silver black tinted hair, and uh, just wearing a basic green cloak. And you can, if you look closely, you'll see that she's got uh, two daggers and a uh, short bow on her back. Rafu is six feet tall, a lot of scars, wearing his leathers. I'm just wearing like a, um, a long coat, pretty much the same kind of trench coat like thing, and um, <laughs> And just some ordinary bland clothes. And I have a backpack for just mm-hmm. extra stuff. I'm wearing scale mail. Uh, I got a long sword on my back. Coming off my belt, there's a uh, little wolf's head totem. Got it. And then Eldon isn't wearing anything too out of place. I mean, he's got regular chain mail. But the, the one thing that is sort of significant about what he's wearing is that he's got a, he's got a purple cloak that's pinned uh, in the front with a... Uh, metallic black metal rose pin brooch. After you guys had a few moments to be together, you notice the door slowly opens and pulls inward. One of the acolytes says, Warden Bainan has summoned you. Please follow me. And he leads you out the hallway, or out into the hallway, and down to the double doors that you first saw inside the hallway, and, and he opens up the doors for you and motions for you all to go inside when you all enter he closes the doors, and you see a desk at the far end of the room with a, a broad-statured man sitting behind it and a tall, elderly man standing in front of it. And the tall man looks at each of the five of you, and he says, I am Claybold, head proctor of the Seekers Foundation. And go ahead and make a DC check of that. Just go ahead and uh, roll history check. <laughs> Um, I am proficient, and I rolled 21. 21, that actually does it. You know that this is a foundation that procures items that are long believed to have been either destroyed or banished somewhere in time. Okay. What do I know with a zero? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I rolled low, This old man is fucking old. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He continues, I can only begin to imagine the curiosity as to why each of you have been summoned from so far away. Please let me begin to explain why. Summoned? Explain? Summoned? Summoned. <laughs> you got... I-, I wasn't summoned. I was just passing through. Were you not here? Do you think you became involved in this place just merely by chance? Yes. Very well. Others of us know otherwise, but you may choose to believe what you wish to. 
Okay. <laughs> so much like an elf is he not, so. Enough with this, Claybolt. Continue, the old man says from behind his desk. Yes, yes, sir. We, in fact, have a young boy who has taken ill. He is beyond the simple medicinal cures of our age. No, in fact, he requires something more exotic. He is my son, the man behind the desk slams his fist into the desk as hard as he can. This is Bainan. He is our warden of the Seekers. You see, we have a very special interest in trying to save this young boy. A profane rite has been performed upon the young boy, Tobin. It would appear that his soul's essence has been extracted from him. We require your assistance to help us return it. Oh, how are we supposed to help you? Yeah. Each of you possess a set of skills that may benefit us in this quest. As it is right now, we, we have little more than a glimmer of hope. In our archives, there are vague reports of an island a few days from here. And it's believed that a cult exists on this island, or once did. And they use a specific artifact that has the ability to create a soul that can then be gestated within the host of a new body. We are uncertain if that cult is still active, but our organization is benign. We do not undertake certain tasks like this. And we know each of you are capable of fulfilling certain measures that we as a foundation would not. I, I can't imagine you don't have something in your archives. I mean, you guys are, are famous. Indeed, but through the past several decades, several of our domiciles have fallen under unfortunate circumstances and have been decimated. From what? A lot of people would speculate that it was due to natural causes, divine intervention causes, or just poor luck. I would believe that somebody is out there trying to eliminate the Seekers Foundation altogether. Why would someone want to do that? Why indeed. But that's we why have, I'm asking you. I myself am not from Scandaria. I was brought here when my own domicile had been raised to the ground. That's sad. I'm very sorry. I'd like to do an insight check on that one. Absolutely. Or what he's done so far. No. <laughs> He seems very, very truthful so far. <laughs> huh. Anybody else want to make any checks or anything? Do anything? I want to ask a question. I do want to check. May I ask why you want this artifact? I have an inkling as to why. We have the ability to produce a ritual which will create a soul for a young Tobin. But it would be a new soul. It wouldn't be Tobin's soul. But it is a malleable soul and it can be ingested into the host of proximity. There's more to the ritual than just developing a soul. It has to be derived with a lineage as well. But the artifact is what needs to be procured first. Have you not tried the clerics? I assume... It is, sure it is the first thing they try. Yeah. that. We have tried, as we have said, Stupid. medicinal cures of our age as well as any type of Deity influenced remedies, and there was we were left with an empty, hmm. hollow young man. Go ahead and make a perception check, also. Nine. 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 Yeah. You don't have anything that goes along with that, or no? No. No. I have. You I do have hear zero to bonus. You don't notice stuff. anything, but you do hear a mild sob coming from behind Claybold, where Bainan is sitting. 
Hmm. Oh, don't tell me he's I, Toby. I assume everyone hears this, right? Yeah. Um, oh, oh. Let me. You see the, the warden kind of reach up and, like, dry his eyes a little. He's trying to collect himself before you. And, yeah, it's obvious that this man is a, is a man that leads men and, and is out in front. And he's having a hard time pulling it together right now. Uh, Ruby would like to walk over, and I grasp the warden's hand, and I say, we'll try our best, won't, won't we? And I look to the rest of the group. I will if the price is right. The that is something is right? we can discuss between you and I in private. I, I kind of just curse into my breath, and I'm just like, why does it have to be a child? <laughs> yeah, I'll help. The eyes kind of tend to move towards you, half-orc. Half-orc looks down. <laughs> <laughs> Half-orc docking third person. <laughs> docking around, kicking stuff around the ground. <laughs> Had to be a boy. At this point, you see the warden stand up, and his shoulders are just hunched forward. And he begins to walk out from behind the desk, and he walks over to you, and he looks up at you, and he puts a hand on your shoulder, and he says, I know the nightmares, young man. I've had them many, many years myself. And until you have a child of your own, at some point, you will not know freedom. Don't know freedom, but I know about nightmares. I'm willing to give you my help. And he turns and he walks back behind the desk and he doesn't turn to, to look back at you. He just He's trying to maintain some dignity. Sir? Gonna be okay? He raises a hand up. Claybold continues. Well, I do hope that this means that you are all in unison, with the exception of you, Novacek, which you and I can have a discussion if you wish. I would like to have a discussion about this <laughs> before I make one decision or another. That is understood. Asmer, are you on board with us? Wait. Oh, shit. He's calling you by your race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was like, which character is that? <laughs> hey, you with the skin. Or the feathers. <laughs> the feathers. Uh, I have a soft spot for people that need help. I will help you. But I don't necessarily believe in what you're trying to accomplish here. Perhaps there's more that I don't know. But it seems to me your, your decision here is a bit, a bit misguided. He looks at you eye to eye and he says... Elden Gelman. It's very fortuitous we have a man such as yourself here. What can I say? You're very lucky. Indeed we are. Rolnia Viren, will you be joining the party? Yeah. Then if you'll please join the acolyte outside, he'll show you to your rooms upstairs where you can freshen up. And I would require you to be back down in the foyer in about 30 minutes. As you guys leave the room, <laughs> he asks you to stay behind, Novacek. And he closes the door, and he leans back against the door, and he says, now what would you like to discuss, Mr. Novacek? Well, for some reason, every other member of the party decided to agree without asking, what do you know of these cultists? We know that anybody that has ever met them during the time they occupied that island were never seen again. 
Except you know? for one man. He was once a member of the Seekers Foundation. He has retired and has been retired for three years now. Do you know where he is? I is do, he still in, in town? He lives on the outside of town. He wants nothing to do with the town at all. He uses his hands to construct things, to fix broken things, because he has forsaken everything else. His name is Edinger. So maybe I will go visit this Edinger after this, but in the meantime, I'm assuming you took this meeting with me because you know who I am. We knew who you were the moment we sent you the note. Yes, that's why I assume. So you know my services don't come without a little something up front. Indeed. What is, would you say, the average charges for what you do for a living? Well, it all depends what I'm fighting. Since I don't know what I'm fighting yet, let's say five gold up front for now. And after I speak with Edinger and see what happens... With that, depending on what I'm facing, I may return to ask for more. That's interesting. So, what was it you got compensated for for the last incursion you had? Oh, it all depends. Different ones, different beasts. This last one. The last one. Oh, the last beast I slayed that was ravaging the town, killing all the townsfolk. I got ten gold ten for gold. killing that beast. One beast. Ten gold. Yes. He walks over to the desk, walks around Bainan, and opens up a drawer, grabs a sack, and kind of thumbs through it, takes a few pieces out, counts them, puts them in the drawer, and grabs a sack and brings it back to you and puts it in your hand. Here's a hundred gold pieces. <laughs> because you got paid ten pieces for one. You understand. This will start me off well. And you say this Edinger can fix things, material things, physical things, emotional he's, things. He's just <laughs> trying to fix things, yes. I will definitely have to pay him a visit. He will know we sent you. And Please. He won't like that, will he? Or will he be indifferent like, to it? He certainly will not be indifferent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and not, not up with these. Yeah. I'll go try and converse with Edinger, see what I can do. In the meantime, I assume this closed door meeting between me and your men, I'm assuming that are listening, is between us. You are a wise man. You see him kind of glance up at the ceiling and you see the spy holes and he kind of nods. Right. It's like so. those paintings with the little cut out yeah. eyes. Mm -hmm. like, see the eyes disappear and it shuts yeah. back. <laughs> okay, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I believe your party will be waiting for you in the foyer. I will head down there willing and ready. You might want to inform the rest of your group that the artifact you seek is called the Soul Crucible. So as you exit the, the office, Real he closes the doors behind you. <laughs> One of the acolytes greets you in the foyer, and he gives you a makeshift drawn map, and it shows where the domicile of the, the foundation is, and it kind of gives you like a rough estimate of where Edinger's location is. Okay, so as I come down to the foyer and meet with the rest of the party, uh, what are you guys all doing, just milling about, or 
I'm just drinking some wine. I'm complimenting their sausage. It is a, it is a good <laughs> sausage. Okay. <laughs> Claybold comes back out one more time into the foyer, <laughs> and he looks at each of you, and he says, just so you know, you will need to take him with you. Take him? Well, him. The boy. The boy? But, but he'll be in danger. No, no. It's fine. Not the boy. Oh, shit. The person you are going to go see. Ah. Uh, and well, we can see? make do with. And that may take some convincing. What, 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 did, what, did, what did we miss? And then he leaves you. All right, a whole lot. They had some private conversation. Well, I, I didn't think we had secrets with each other. I just what is your you. name again? Uh, we just <laughs> Don't ask her. She's not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, in two ways talking down to you. One, because you're halfling. Two, because I don't know you. Well, we're, we're in this together now, are we? So, I mean... Eh. All right, we don't have to discuss this. We need to bring someone you know. Or no, uh, do you have rope? Rope? We can't bring them against their will. Don't worry about it. Do you have rope? Yes. All right. There is someone we need to bring. I gather you guys around to a table or something to show you all this map. Mm-hmm. Huh. From what I gathered, there's this man named Edinger that will help us with these cultists, whatever these people are. We must go talk to him. Where is he? And bring him with us. That yes. Be a key part what kind of, of information are we going to get from this guy? Who we're going to fight. Who these people are. Well, that seems like useful information. Yeah. I don't want to fight anyone. We have to go retrieve an artifact. I doubt most people will give it up easily. I've, I've never done this before. No? It's always the first time. Really? <laughs> Oh, I, 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 it's been, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Okay. So where is he? So I show you, I show you the map where he's at. Explain we have to go here, talk to this man, bring him with us to the island. As you guys are all looking at the map, Does it just I drop 20 gold on the table and say, since none of you decided to ask up front, here's a little something to help us get ready for the journey. Oh. I already have my 20 in my pocket. <laughs> I'm not going to insight check. I, I, I'm okay. fully trusting. Let's go oh. buy some provisions. Oh, it's, it's more of a... Eh. An acolyte <laughs> comes up to me. you and he says, all your provisions will already be met. We have packs out in the front yard. Anything you need, fill the packs up with. By any chance, can we get a wagon? Or... Wagony we uh, carrying our equipment, and we have someone that can't quite keep up with us. I understand. Hey, I can keep up. <laughs> I can get up. you a donkey. Would that help? Sure, a small horse for a small person. Sounds good. Hey, I'm not that short. I'm tall for a halfling. The, uh, the, the very stout horse <laughs> will be waiting for you at the front gate when you depart. Not short. Lead you out, and you see a whole area full of provisions that you guys could just Put in, pack in, ropes, poles, food, change of clothes if you need it. You know, just 
knickknacks, things that most people would find useful in a backpack when they're going to go out mm. camping or whatever, you know, okay. lamp, oil, things like that. Torches. Thank God I, I have 30 oil flasks already. Yeah, As I, you guys make your way to the front of the, I have books. of the wall that surrounds the domicile, you see there's a small little horse waiting there and you see one of the acolytes handed off to you and as you begin to go down the road that's where we'll end Woo! okay all right we'll pick it up next week okay cool that's gonna wrap up episode one you can contact the show at roll the hard 20 podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening and keep slinging them bones <laughs>